Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment. You can sign up for my patron site. You can purchase a virtual cup of coffee or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. October 16th. Am I reading the calendar correct? Welcome everyone. Yes, we're halfway through the month of October. I know, um, I think between now and the end of the pandemic, which may be a couple years, I don't know. I'm probably going to go every 10 day, 14 days for a podcast just because, just because I haven't been doing a whole lot since the last podcast outside of my day job. I was really sick for the last several weeks with a tremendous infection that was not COVID and it wiped me out. I took a lot of medications and we're looking at several weeks of meds and then now I'm like into the second week after meds and I just feel very tired still. I think that's pretty normal. You know, the older I get, the longer it takes to bounce back from some of these things. And when you're in your mid fifties, um, you know, if you're sick for two or three weeks, it's probably going to take a couple weeks to get back on your feet. Sleeping a lot, where a couple weeks ago wasn't sleeping very much. And it feels like, you know, the appetite's back and things are getting more settled and life is getting a little bit back on on task. You know, I just got so tired where I didn't do much more than crochet a few rows a day on my shawls. So that's the first thing we can talk about. I've done a lot of handwork. I did, um, I'm on my third or fourth shawl and they're really fun to make. It's called the Jane Scrap Shawl. And I've talked about that before. Um, I'm probably, I want to make 10 of these for Christmas, three of them being smaller sized four of them being smaller size. So that, you know, is at least (laughs) helpful. They won't have to be adult sized. But, you know, with all of that, it means I need to get a move on and do a little bit more crocheting. Just, just didn't have it in me. I'm, I was really tired. Watched a lot of YouTube and I got sucked in to this documentary on Netflix. So let's jump into what I am watching. I am into season two, probably 18 hours or so into a documentary about a murder and a 20, 30 year span of time of a guy and it's called Making a Murderer and it takes place in Manitowoc, Wisconsin. Now I lived in Sheboygan County. Wisconsin for a couple of years when I first became a nurse. So it got my curiosity. Now most of this happened right around the time we after we left Wisconsin and so I didn't follow it very closely but wow the whole thing is wow it takes twists and turns and the evidence is not adding up to the stories and crooked people and 
who's telling the truth and who's not. And now I'm into like hour number 19 or 20 out of this. And I have no idea who done it. And what's so tragic about the whole thing is that this is a real case. Some real crimes happened. And, you know, but I'm more, when you get into these types of true crime stories, it's really more about the characters of the peripheral players that I get really into, like the police officers and the family and what happened. So if you're into true crime, or if you're like me, I'm a little late to the game, but I like to listen to a podcast called My Favorite Murder. And um, we they call themselves Murderinos. So I just finished their book too. Um, so I'm like way into true crime stuff. And I don't know why. I love that kind of stuff, but I usually don't watch this many <laughs> hours of it for entertainment. But I do like forensic files and unsolved mysteries. And of course, I like the X-Files, you know that. So I've been into this documentary and I think I'm down to the last, there's probably six or seven shows. So I'll be sad when it's over with, but I'll be glad at the same time. So there's that particular um, show that I've been watching and I've also been watching a fun, lighthearted channel on YouTube and it's called Life is Too Short and it's about a couple who might be retired, I'm not sure. And they bought a little van that was made into a tiny little camper. Now, and they're in the UK and England. And so if you have a tiny camper, you can go a lot more places. Well, that's true here in, in the United States, but their camping is much more limited. I'm not a big camper person. I live in camping country. I go during the day and come home and, and use my bed. But where they go is very interesting. So I just watched their entire um, Ireland series, which was recorded this summer during the pandemic. And we're watching an older series before the pandemic and lockdown where they went to France and Spain. And we watched an entire series where they toured Scotland. And oh my gosh, so much fun. And the fun thing is their videos are short. They're usually five to 10 minutes and you, he does a really nice job in telling the story of the one day or the one place that they went to. So you can binge watch that in just a few hours over a week and you have watched their whole series on say Ireland. So I enjoyed it and it also made me realize that I probably would never do well in a mini little tiny camper van like that. My husband and I would not enjoy sleeping in that but it's also fun because it's not pure romance I mean they talk about the whole um, fun of camping but then all the challenges that you have of camping in a small little thing like that which includes it doesn't have a bathroom and so the whole thing the beginning I'm going how are they going to the bathroom how are they taking showers what are they doing they obviously use laundromats to clean their clothes where are they getting water well over time the more you watch the answers come. So those are the two things I have been watching. And I did listen to the audiobook, which I would highly recommend, My Favorite Murder. I don't know if reading it would be as much fun because they do it, you know, they're podcasters. So the book is read in, a, in kind of a podcast way. It's interesting is they t they're telling mostly their stories and why the podcast means so much to them 
and it's funny. It's lighthearted. I sobbed my eyes out. They also talk about a few of the true crime um, things that got them to where they are so interested in true crime and, and murder is something you know that not everybody understands I do I've always liked murder mysteries in fiction but I've also worked with a lot of true crime stuff even in my adult life and trying to figure out the whole thing is just interesting to me I find it fascinating and um, so it's an interesting hobby it's one of those things you don't want to get into too deep or go too long because you can get a little skewed in your thinking but I enjoy their podcast very very much so that's the book I've been listening to and I just finished it and I'm not sure you know I'm gonna look around on my libraries app I went into our library it's open but I just can't wander around and around and it's like you never find something if you don't know what you're looking for so I don't know really what would be a good book to get? I kind of feel this way on Netflix and stuff. I just kind of wander around looking at things. And every once in a while, I'll pick something just because I'm tired of looking. And then sometimes I'll get a real good show. And sometimes I don't. And same with books. I'll be like, within the first 10 pages, I'll be like, oh, this is a real dud. Or my mind is just not into reading right now. But audiobooks I like. So I'm going to go on Libby and see if there's anything interesting there. So I've been crocheting, which I talked about, and I spent a lot of time crocheting. Um, other hand work is that I bound a quilt that I did this spring in the improv triangle quilt along or sew along. Um, I bound that quilt and sewed it so it's ready to go. And that's about it for sewing. I have done zero sewing in about a month. And I don't think I'm the only one because I just noticed that um, Just Get It Done Quilts, she was talking about her her creative mojo, sojo has been kind of gone. And, you know, I think we're all hitting that same spot and her life has been very, very difficult. So I can imagine she just hit the wall. But what she did was played with some solid fabric and did a improv block. And I thought, that's a great idea. So I cut some of my cherry wood scraps into little pieces. Now I'm cutting those little pieces into other little pieces and sewing and cutting and sewing and cutting. And I haven't got very far. I, I can do it for about 10 or 15 minutes and that's about it. And then I'm kind of like, I'm tired. My back hurts. I've injured my shoulder with a repetitive motion injury using a mouse at work. And it shows you how hard I'm working and really hard. So I just do a little bit at a time. And uh, I might get a block together enough to put a picture on Instagram. If you follow me there, you can see a picture of it. It's just pieces. It's like confetti right now. So that, uh, my Instagram is Vicki L Holloway quilting. So that's the only sewing I've been doing. Um, I did a couple of really big quilts on the long arm for customers. Even when I was sick, I had a deadline to me and I met it. And then I loaded my bookshelf quilt and hit a creative block. I had no idea how I wanted to quilt it. I started with a feather across the top of the border and I inverted the feather to go the wrong way. So it was backwards to my normal way of doing it and it really messed me up. I was going to rip it all out, but I just, I just fixed a little spot that I made a huge mistake. 
And then I thought, you know what? I'm just going to have feathers around the top and the corner and then something different down the middle of the bookcase part on the outside. And then pick that feather theme up across the bottom. I think it will be fine. And then I'm doing curly cues, just, just random curly cues in the bookshelf part and then in the bookcase for the background. And then just some free motion lines up and down through the books. It's working well. I'm not to the halfway point yet. I'm going incredibly slow. I, I don't know. I just have to go very slow right now. And I'm okay with that. And I can't quilt every day because of lots of reasons. Mostly it's because I'm tired and I don't feel like I am doing a great job. So when I have this motivation and energy burst to do something, then I do it. And then I ride that for 10 or 15 minutes. And then when it's gone, I stop. I still am working on something every day. And I think that's really important to work through, say, a creative block. Maybe I'm in a creative block or a slump. I think it's mostly that I'm just physically still recuperating from whatever that bug was. And so I'm knitting, you know, crocheting, playing with yarn, playing around with fabric and working a little bit on, at a time on my long arm. And I'm not loading a customer quilt or I'm not sewing on a customer quilt until I feel better and can give it my best attention. So something else that I got thinking about with my crocheted shawls was they need a clasp or some sort of a pin to hold it together to wear a lot of times. And I, I want to give a couple of these to kids. And I... I looked, I think I went down a rabbit hole several weekends for hours looking for different types of clasps and fasteners. And I have several kinds that I got when I was in a um, yarn of the month club and, and a couple of different clasps were clasps or closures were with that. And I really liked one from Germany by Dill Company, and it's a spiral, and it's some sort of plastic or resin, but they're almost $20 a piece with shipping and handling. But to order them, you, you've got to order 12 or 24. So it would have been a very large amount of money for these. And I'm like, mm, I don't even know if I could get them here with shipping and the slowdown with all of the packaging and mail and stuff. So I found another one that I really like that I had, but you screw the top into a po you know, it's back with the screw part and the top is where you screw it into and it's like a post and it looks like a tall button with a flathead screw place in the back. And then this all was set through a very large plastic disc. So I went searching and I found a few leather ones on Etsy. And what in fact that finding is a leather button. It's called a flathead screw button. And it's mine is a quarter, no, a half inch, almost a half inch tall. So I have some of that craft text paper that feels like leather. And by itself, it's too thin to hold as a clasp. But I'm thinking if I put a felt disc on the back and then I'm, I'm playing around with the idea. I tried to sew around the circle, but the, it's too small of a circle for me to machine sew and hand sewing is out of the question. So I might glue it. 
I may just stack them without gluing. I don't know. We're going to experiment. So I have one experiment done and I've realized I like this and it's very inexpensive. You can buy these findings at Hobby Lobby. And if I could find the plastic discs with the right size center hole, that would be my number one plan. But so far I haven't found those kind of discs or buttons for this kind of project. So I may go to plan B, which is using felt and craft text, because I think even leather would be too thin, but, and I don't think wood would hold up. And I think that other, it just I really would like a, the one like I have, which is a plastic disc. And I have no idea where the, that came from. It was in the box. So somebody made them, but to make the disc by hand and, cut it and shave it and bevel the edges and all it's way too much for me to even think about doing if I could purchase that disc it would be perfect so if you've seen those kinds of things out there on the internet let me know or if you see a place that actually has those plastic um, swirl closures that I don't have to order so many of them and have them come from Germany because for Christmas here it is October I highly doubt that I would even get them and I don't want to spend $100 on closures. You know, that's the other part. You know, I'm willing to spend some money, but I don't want to spend $100 on these and not even know if the people will like them. So that's my nervousness about that. So that was a rabbit hole. It was uh, lots of experimenting. It was mostly research and mind power and a few hands-on minutes and attempting things. But these work. I'm going to try to remember to put a link of it, of what it looks like and the product from Hobby Lobby in the show notes in case you want to look at it. What's nice is that they won't pop through the fabric, but that you knit or crochet, but it's big enough that it will hold it with that disc and it won't tear your material. And that's, I thought was ingenious. It was very, very cool. So that was a project I worked on. Let me consult my list. What else have I been doing? Um, I've been going down the rabbit hole of what to do to upcycle the, I don't know, about 20 wee yogurt jars I have. You can buy lids online. It's not easy. Um, what's super goofy about it is you can buy them from wee yogurt themselves. The lids are a dollar a piece in packs of four. You can only buy one pack online and shipping and handling is $7. So basically, <laughs> I'm like, um, yeah, you want to be able to order all 20 or a couple dozen of them to pay the shipping and handling. And I'm like, no, that's an awful lot of money. But I thought, I love them so much. So I want to use my Cricut to come up with a decal or some sort of use for them. And I've seen tons of great ideas on Pinterest. And um, so I just kind of like, well... I think I'm going to go back to the cupcake stand idea where you have a little cupcake stand, you flip the lid, the yogurt jar over, you, you glue a um, knob on the top, and then you have like a seasonal things underneath it that make it like a cake, you know, a cake topper. I wouldn't put food, but I'd put like maybe pumpkins or Santa's or, you know, wouldn't it be fun if you could find minis of all different seasons to put in that. So that's my idea of what to do, but I have 20 of them. I don't need 20 cupcake stands, <laughs> but 
Oh, so again, if you've seen any, you know, interesting places where you can find the lids for those, because another thing I would like to do is to be able to put notions or bobbins or threads or buttons and then put a Cricut sticker on, you know, a vinyl that you can write on it with a chalk pen and then like chalkboard stickers. And then you can change over the years that you use it, what's in there, you know, or even maybe if you use it in the kitchen or for food, you could put spices in there. I don't know, lots of different ideas, but the lids are where I would like to get them, but I'm not going down the Etsy shop for like 20 bucks for four, a pack of four. No, no, that's just too much money. And I don't know if you can um, 3D print them, but I want something food grade just in case people want to use them for food or for um, transporting, you know, like nuts and things like that in your lunchbox. I thought that would be a great idea too. So the one day that we did something was last Saturday and it was our first adventure out of town and not going to the woods. A friend of mine is, after years of trademarks and patents and all kinds of stuff, she's launching a business and she usually has a fall get together. So she had a handful of people come to her fall get together to visit her and her husband who has been ill and he's doing phenomenally well. Now, I'm really, really glad. And she's launching a business called Mike's Inspirations and it's a bear, and the the bear was inspired by um, her brother-in-law passed away, and she wanted to make something in memorial for him, so she has an embroidery business, and she makes kilts and all kinds of things. She took the fingerprint from um, her brother, whose name's Mike, who inspired this, and she put it on the paw of a bear, and then monogrammed initials on the other paw and it's just a nice subtle cuddly reminder of positive memories of her brother and she thought that other people would enjoy having some sort of memory thing too and if you really are a good seamstress you know, you could sew clothes and put it on the bear for memories or all kinds of accessories but she's just doing the bears and I or we ordered a few for our for kids, the kids in the family to remember grandma by. And so we went down there for support and to pick up our bears and we had the most wonderful time. But before we went to the gathering, I decided since we're in the area and this is like my once in a year opportunity, I went to Ikea and we got there as soon as they opened in Canton and we knew there were five Calyx systems in the store. We made a beeline to it and I got the biggest system they have and we got one of the five we were in and out with a staggered start and waiting in line for 15 minutes oh less than an hour in the store I didn't do a lot of shopping we had our masks on we there were very few people in the store and we got in and out same everywhere we went there were very few people and they were all wearing masks and everybody was socially distanced so I felt much more comfortable about it then I went up to um, Trader Joe's. We couldn't get in the store. That was an hour's worth of wait in a line outside to get in. So I met one of my mother's cousins. And I have, it's been years. I, I was probably a small child. 
if I've ever met them in person. And um, I did a family heirloom quilt that is going to her cousin and her husband came and picked it up. Really nice guy. We had a great time chatting in the parking lot for a little bit. And so the story of it goes that it was my mother's aunt who started the quilt and then she made a snowball and nine. And I talked about a snowball and nine patch and what makes this quilt great. So her granddaughter sews, <clears throat> loves sewing. And so she got all the scraps and she finished the quilt top, but didn't know how to quilt the quilt. And it's, it's a large twin. So they realized, you know, last year I made a quilt for them and they asked, is this possible? And I, so I finished the quilt and bound it. And it was just wonderful to think that three generations of people in this family finished this beautiful pink and green, so beautiful and so much a quilt of its time period. And it's going to the daughter of the original quilter. So how it came full circle. And I knew it was someone in my family who had made this snowball in nine when I was quilting it this summer and then put feathers all over. It really turned out quite beautiful. And it's going to be a surprise for her for Christmas. Now she knows it's coming to her because I think Kat got out of the bag with all of the emails back and forth and all this. But she won't Oh, I'm so sorry. A helicopter's flying over my house. That usually means someone's having a very bad day at the hospital. So anyway, um, that is a wonderful story. And then I realized how it all tied together with the family. And I'm just really happy that I was able to finish, you know, my little part of the quilt. And it's going to be enjoyed by people who loved the quilt maker so much, even though it's been many, many years since she passed. So quilting has a lot of meaning for a lot of people, doesn't it? It was so much fun. And then when I realized exactly who the original quilter was, I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember her so well. And at family gatherings, it's my mom's aunt and these are the cousins and it's cool. And Facebook has brought all of us kind of back together again. So all of the things about Facebook that makes me want to suspend my account for a while make me go, no, I'm just going to be very cautious about what I consume on Facebook because I really enjoy staying in touch with family and friends and far-flung people that mean a lot to me who I love and cherish our relationships with. So lots of fun with that. So while we were there, we got some ideas while we were near Trader Joe's and we didn't go into Trader Joe's with a hour long line to get in. I'm like, no way, we'll go to Aldi or Meyer when we get home. We went to Wild Birds Unlimited and got some ideas for bird feeders. I'm hoping that we can get a bird feeder installed in our backyard since all the trees are gone and there's not as much shelter or food. Maybe we can do that. I'm hoping, but today dash that hope a little bit because for a little bit this morning when I got up it was snowing. I don't even have the fairy garden picked up yet. I have been procrastinating on that because it's been so rainy but that's going to get picked up. 
fairy garden needs to be picked up. The bird bath needs to be winterized, tipped over so there's no water in it. The garden will be left to um, its elements and then I will clean it up again in the spring. Um, the leaves in my yard are just starting to fall. So we're probably not going to get the leaves raked up until spring because we're already getting some snow. It didn't last long. The sun came out and it's been a little more sunny today and I'm very excited. So the other thing I didn't tell you last weekend since I got um, my annual uh, longevity little money from work. I, I don't, don't want to call it a bonus. It's a thank you for working for the company for 20 years. I went and bought myself while we were near Trader Joe's. I realized there's a very large shopping complex across the street that carries Birkenstocks. And I have not been able to find a pair of Birkenstocks locally for many years. And I cannot get my foot into another type of shoe I just can't. I have a very wide foot and I went online and researched what style I liked. I want the clog style, classic style, cork foot. I knew what my foot what fit into, you know, what size my old shoes were, but they remeasured my feet. You know what? I have two different uh, sizes on my feet. No wonder I have such a hard time. Literally one size on the right foot, one size on the left foot. But I've got the most beautiful pair of chocolate brown leather Burks, and I am saving them for when I'm going outside to special places. I'm not wearing them in the snow. I I have, I think, a pair of snow boots, but I can order some from that shop. I picked a pair out there too. So for my lovely friends who have feet like mine, it is a great thing to purchase feet, uh, shoes that fit wide feet and are not painful to wear. So Birkenstocks all the way for me. And I also found a Canadian boot um, that was total thumbs up. And I'm going to order them, I think, before the snow gets too deep, because I might be running the new tractor with the massive snowblower on the front. I really want to run that snowblower once. Then my husband can run it all season if he wants to, because he might enjoy it more. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm ready to run that big old snowblower. So that comes to the end of what I've been up to, things I've been doing, things I've been thinking about. It's just been really taking a lot of time for myself and being kind and gentle and not doing a lot of deep uh, organizing or housekeeping or that, just the things that you got to do to get by. But I have done a few impulse purchases over the summer. And so I bought some yarn and a few fabrics and da da da. But one thing I did buy that I'm just loving right now is I bought a diffuser where you put water in it and then a couple drops of oil. Um, I have one essential oil and the other kit I thought might be essential oils, but I think it's really more for like soap making. And it does work for the diffuser. It says it's designed for diffusers. It's all fall scents. So in a time when I think that everything smells terrible in this house, probably because I had a sinus infection, um, I am just enjoying and relaxing to the full experience of all of my pumpkins being out, the smell of harvest spice or cinnamon cider, apple cider, and planning 
tomorrow is supposed to be a little bit better. And I'm going to meet my son and his wife at a very large apple orchard. And um, they're only open for a couple more weeks. It's getting late in the season, but we finally all have a weekend off together. Pop on our masks for the enclosed places. Maybe take a hayride. Maybe get some apples or apple cider or apple butter or something. Get outside and enjoy each other's company. It's going to be a wonderful weekend. I hope that you have a most fantastic weekend. I hope that the weather where you're at is lovely fall weather and not the dreary rainy kind of weather we've had with the wee bit of snow. I did post the snow picture on TikTok and Instagram <laughs> if you want to see it. Um, and I'm going to enjoy the fall um, display of color on the trees because I think when we go south to meet them, we're going to see some really lovely areas. Hopefully the wind hasn't knocked all the leaves off. And we're just going to take time to enjoy each other's company. And I want to encourage you to reach out to your friends and family too. If you can't see them face to face, try a phone call. Or I've been using Google Duo on my phone or you can use FaceTime. Zoom, eh, Zoom is okay. I, I find that a little more awkward. But just let's just keep in touch. Feel free to leave me a comment on the show notes. I do continue to have the virtual cup of coffee. You can purchase that through the website or on my Etsy shop. And I also have a patron program where you contribute amount of money um, monthly. And I haven't done any extra content for October yet. And I'm working on that. And just when you're kind of, I've been kind of down and out. So I apologize to my patrons for not having extra content yet, but there will be. And the other thing is, is I have a newsletter and I send it out. I'm not doing it even monthly anymore, but before big, big things that are happening or events or sew alongs or quilt alongs, feel free to join that so you can keep up to date. And for those who are a little shy about leaving public comments, you can always get a hold of me through social media and direct messaging or email me at v holloway h o l l o w a y 12345@gmail.com yes kids i got the longest email in the history of emails because i picked that well before mobile phones <laughs> everybody have a most wonderful week and until next time be creative and quilt on, everyone.